Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Healthy Debates, part of a series of podcasts brought to you by the UK's best-selling women's well-being magazine, Healthy. I'm your host and editorial director, Ellie Hughes. Today we're talking to Sharon Lowe, success coach and author of The Mind Makeover, The Answers to Becoming the Best You Yet. In these uncertain times, the one place we need to feel grounded is within ourselves, at our core. If we want a strong, fit body, we exercise it. And it's the same way with our minds. So how do we develop and train ourselves for confidence, resilience, optimism and self-belief? How do we form better habits and practice optimum mental well-being and self-care? Sharon is here today to help us find some answers. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you here today, albeit on a Zoom call. Just start by giving me a bit of your background so we know who you are and how you came to be doing what you're doing. And and really, I guess, what led you to be so interested in the mind? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I had two passions. And I think, firstly, it was business, because my parents had their own business. So that always fascinated me, that entrepreneurial family situation. And I was very fortunate to go into business at a young age and work in the retail beauty industry. So health was really at the start and personal well-being was at the start of my career, Ellie. And that really was a blessing. I don't believe in luck, but it was a blessing because at a very early age through my career, what I learned was the importance of our health. And it was so much more than how other people saw health. I was exposed to psychocybernetics, to that mind-body connection. And I was exposed to it in a way of how could we be ultimately successful in business? But I just found it became my hobby. I, I've got a library now of maybe three, 350 books that are all about the power of our thought. So really my career although it was led by success within the beauty world and in the retail world opened up this door to me that fascinated me and it was how we really take charge of our health and our well-being and i'm going back ellie i'm going back 25 years people didn't have those conversations at that time and that became my lifelong love of business and well-being and our mental well-being. Mm. Yes, it's definitely you're definitely ahead of the curve there, Sharon. Well ahead of the yeah. curve because it's all quite trendy now, isn't it? But in yes. those days, 25 years ago, really, even talking about health in relationship to beauty, that's that's relatively a new thing. The kind of holistic view of beauty is being involved with uh, mental well-being as much as what you look like on the outside. You know, the the interaction between the two. So yes. you mentioned cybernetics. Yes. Can you unpick that a little bit for our listeners and explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a part of my world now, I'm, I'm a global speaker. And so I can be speaking, Ellie, to 2,000 people in an audience. And what I've tuned into is a way of sharing, which is exactly your question, what that means in real terms. Because unless it's simple, we're not going to use it. And it's basically saying we have a mind-body connection. They're intrinsically linked, they are interdependable, and you cannot separate them. So, for example, when somebody talks about confidence, well, confidence is an inside job. Confidence starts within. Confidence isn't something that we put on like an outfit, or if I think about my world uh, in cosmetics and makeup, that can add 
a confidence, but true confidence comes from within. So psychocybernetics is simply saying we have a mind-body connection. And the way that I always share this is, and I, I know your listeners will really get this, is we talk about uh, fitness, fitness for our body. So if we look at a fitness through our body, and I said, okay, I've just landed from another planet. So tell me, how do you get a fit body? And you say, well, I'll tell you a good place to start. You could go to the gym. Well, I don't go to the gym once in my life and do one spinning class and then say to you, oh, Ellie, it was fantastic. I did a spinning class. I am fit for life. You know, and <laughs> if, only, you gotta, if only that was if that only, easy. Yeah. If only, if only, especially with spinning. <laughs> and of course, what we've got to do is we've got to do that every day to maintain a fit, healthy body. And because the mind-body connection is so powerful, we have to do that with the mind. And it's a muscle. Confidence is a muscle that we develop by practice, by developing it, by training it. And so I found, let's move the word psychocybernetics and say there is a mind-body connection. If you want to have a fit, firm, healthy, vibrant body, you know what you have to do. And that's not just fitness, that's nutrients, that's diet. But also, it's simply exactly the same for the mind. And, you know, I wrote the book, and I know we'll come on to that, because I wanted people to have a roadmap. I wanted people to have a way, a manual of this is your mind, this is how you run it, this is how you control it, this is how you get it in peak, peak shape. And I suppose I'm just smiling you and I. It's, maybe it's a spinning yeah. class for the mind. But you have to have exercises and you've got to know how to do it. And I think there are millions of adults walking around who have no concept of how to exercise their mind and get it in the best shape for a happy life, for a good life, which is what we all have the right to, mental Absolutely. wellness. Yeah. So coming on to your book then, The Mind Makeover, which has been phenomenally successful. I hope you don't mind me saying. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so tell me about that a bit. Why did you call that The Mind Makeover and, and the roadmap you talk about? Can we? Can you explain that a bit more to us? What is that roadmap? Well, I called it The Mind Makeover. And there's a, a story to that because we were looking at lots of titles and the publishers came with lots of titles. But very simply, I wrote the book because I was traveling the globe as a, as a conference speaker. I was advising global beauty brands. And unless you were actually part of those brands and in my audience, you couldn't hear what I wanted to share. So for me, the book was a way of taking what I'd seen achieve the most phenomenal results for thousands of individuals. And I wanted it accessible to everyone. So that's the reason for the book. Um, the reason I called it The Mind Makeover was a great friend said to me, you're staring at the title and you're missing it. And for 20 years, Ellie, I've run with an amazing committee, a Make a Difference committee. I've run with Joe Fairley, uh, mind makeovers and image workovers for young women who are homeless and then safe in a Centrepoint hostel. And for 20 years, my part is that I run the mind makeover. So... 
it, I'd called it that for 20 years. So I thought, okay, that's the title of the book. Now, really importantly for everyone listening is there's more to the title. And I call it the mind makeover, the answers to the best you yet. Because I'm incredibly passionate about women and men developing resilience and developing confidence. And the best you yet stresses that you are great now. And I really believe that there are many works out there that, and books that work on fixing somebody. You know, I can make you happier or I can make you thinner or I can make you whatever. And I don't buy into that. As a woman, I do not in any form buy into that. I'd spent 20 years as a global coach coaching Chanel. Estee Lauder. They don't need fixing, Ellie. They just <laughs> wanted to polish how yeah. fabulous they were. So I've got my psyche, my DNA is that I think you're fabulous now, but I'd like you to the best, to become the best you yet. And that means it's continual development. It's continual improvement. Yeah. I, I spoke to 2000 women entrepreneurs and I shared, we don't need fixing. We're fabulous now. And I want the listeners to picture this. I was at the Genting Arena in Birmingham. 2,000 women stood and applauded one another because maybe it was the first time they'd heard somebody passionately say, celebrate you now, then enhance who you are. If you start with what's wrong or what you think is fixing, mm. needs mm. fixing, you're not using your mind in the right way. And that comes to the roadmap. The book shows people how to use it in the right way. If you start with what's right and you celebrate that and you're grateful for that, you'll attract so much more to you. That's more happiness, more joy, more success. And you'll fast track. It's like going in the right lane at the airport. You'll fast track. But if you start with what you want to fix, why would you set yourself up to lose? You've got to be your own best friend on this journey of life. And so, it's so coming that's from why a very positive it. place. Yeah, it's coming yes. from a very positive, empowering, supportive place, really. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we are fabulous. You know, if somebody thinks, well, I'd like to be healthier, let's just start and look at all the phenomenal things our body does. You know, we can walk, we can see, we can move. Let's just celebrate what is positive and then focus on, what we'd like to move to that would make us the best yet. So you talk about a roadmap, which just, well, what is that then? So that's taking us from, we know we're great, but we've got this feeling we could be even better. And yes. so you're going to help me work out a roadmap to get me there. Yes, yeah. to your mind. And it's like saying, I'm, I'm at home now and I'm in Stratford-upon-Avon and I've got a meeting at River and I'm going, I'm going to go and go to London. Well, I need a roadmap. I can't see the destination. I've got to know what it is and plan how to drive there, which motorway to go, when to turn right, when to turn left. And it's really simple. We arrive. Well, the mind is no different. And the book's very simple. It's 10 straight chapters that take charge of what is the mind? How does it work? How do we operate it? I know you and I are going to uh, talk through some of my favorite techniques, but yeah. it is the practical how-to in a very simple, very humorous, very easy way. And what I find, Alice, and, and thousands of times, 
people have said to me, this is such common sense, but I didn't know it. And we're not taught this at school. You know, I'm a great believer we should be, but we're not taught how to take charge of the single greatest thing we've got. Mm. And just going back to the mind makeover, the other reason I called it that is it's amazing how most human beings know how to make over almost everything in their life from their kitchen to their image to their partner. You know, we're told how to make over everything. But what about somebody showing us how we make over the single greatest thing we have? Mm. Because every single thing starts in our mind. Our joy starts there. So does our sadness. Our confidence starts there, but so does our doubt. Our, our self-worth starts there, and so does our lack of it. So I'm, I am so passionate, you can hear it in my voice, of putting into people's hand the roadmap of these are the exercises, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to tune into. If you do this every day, you're going to really fast-track your self-worth and your self-confidence. And always, always, Ellie, people say to me, it is so simple. I just didn't realise it. Which is what works, isn't it? Simple. And I think it's, you're, you're so right in what you say that our mind is our greatest tool. And really, we've, we've been criminally kind of ignoring it for, for years and yeah. years in yeah. kind of mainstream conversation. You know, people like you have been banging on about it for a while. <laughs> but it is still pretty yeah. new thinking for most people. It's like you say, we can easily go and make over the sitting room and get a vase of flowers and put a new picture up. But how do we do the same thing? for our minds. Yes. And, and it is that. It is that. It's so incredibly important. And, you know, before before I moved to the book, when I was, uh, as an example, when I was success coach globally for Lauder and Chanel, the press once called me the success coach who adds millions. And I wanted, and, and it does, that's how powerful taking charge of the mind is, because the only element that I brought to those brands like Chanel was the power of the mind. And then it did add millions. Well, I then wanted to take it out for a spin. I'd done this for 20 years with Centerpoint. I'd done confidence building workshops for homeless young women, as I mentioned. And I wanted to take it out for a spin with everybody in the world. I mean, I, I want everybody to have access to this. And, you know, we were then all hit with a pandemic. Now, we've never talked more about mental health. We've never talked more about resilience. And, you know, I think that's very interesting that we touch on that now because, you know, I, I know that there are many, many people who felt very confident then we hit the pandemic and they had feelings that they'd never had before. Doubt, fear, anxiety. And so I really did a very, very quick shift on what I did as, as a day job, because day two of the pandemic, I sat down and felt, okay, I know I've got something very powerful in the mind makeover. Mm -hmm. And how do I adapt this now to help individuals at home that are trying to run their job from a bedroom or on in contact with other people and living alone? or at home now and homeschooling and really, really deeply, maybe for the first time in their life, being mentally challenged. And you and I have talked about this, Ellie, when we've talked before 
the actual podcast. And I feel incredibly blessed that I had the book and I could move quick because there were two things I did. First, I thought, what's the quickest thing I can do? Because it's my northern humour. There was no point me saying, in three months, I'll have something that looks absolutely professional and beautiful. You know, rubbish to that. I needed something (laughs) now, and I needed something that might not be perfection, but helped people. So the very first thing I did early was I looked at my Instagram and I'll just share that for everyone listening, uh, because the first thing I did was I went into one minute stress busters. And so I took as many quick bite size. Let's forget the 10 chapters. This is day two of the pandemic. And I took one right. minute stress busters. <laughs> so it's Sharon Low underscore. It's two R's in Sharon. My dad was having a joke. He thought he'd throw two R's in there. So uh, it's Sharon Lone to score. And somebody actually wrote to me two days ago and said, I was at absolute break point on anxiety. A friend mentioned your book and what you do. And she said, I've sat for three hours and I went back on your Instagram grid and everyone that was a stress buster and it's got white banners on. She said, I ignored everything else. Good for her. She should. And I just spent three hours listening to all the stress busters. And it actually makes me so emotional because if I only did that for that one person Mm. and she said, nothing, nothing has changed in my circumstance. But I made notes, I got a pad out and I felt I'd got for the first time some coping strategies. And because you were on video, I felt you were talking to me and I didn't feel so alone. And so I think we all have to find resilience from wherever it is. Um, so I, I feel at this point, yes, we need a roadmap. Absolutely. But we also need one minute stress busters. We need quick, instant bite size fixes to bring down anxiety and bring up control. And I've done that now for the last two months. So um, one sort of central idea for you is the mindset. Yes. And making that over, making over the mind. So what, what do you mean exactly by a mindset? A mindset is, is how we think. It's as simple as that. So I, I'll just share this f- for our listeners. When I say it's important important doesn't come anywhere close to describing the impact our mind has on us. So mindset is just the mindset of how you think. So, you know, we've all heard where someone's described as a very positive person or someone's described as a very negative person. I used to work in retail and there were people you would avoid having coffee with, you know, on the department because you'd have five minutes with negative Nelly and, and you actually, you know, I mean, we, we, we can have a lot of fun with this. But we also, I also used to know in retail that I'd have a coffee with a positive poly and I'd feel a lot better. Well, we can't, we can't rely on other people's energy giving us our best life. We have to take charge of that. And thank goodness it's our responsibility, as is our health. So mindset is simply how do you think? And I'll share this. How you think... I'll say to our listeners now, think about the last 24 hours, how you thought really simply, whether that's been 
in a positive camp or a negative camp, how you thought will definitely have triggered how you felt. And how you felt will trigger your moods. Your moods will trigger how motivated you are. How motivated you are will trigger what you do or don't do. Is this a time to go into the duvet or is it a time to take action? What you do or don't do will give you your outcomes and your outcomes are your life. So let's go back to the start. That's your mindset. That's why it's so powerful. Now, we're, we're living through a pandemic. We're living through anxiety. You put the news on loop and you're working against yourself. So let me throw in, because if I was listening now, I would be saying, Sharon, give me some bite-sized chunks that I can use. You don't wake up necessarily and, and immediately think positive. But what I always share is how, how does a four-year-old child wake up? I was just chatting to Andy before we started the podcast, who's our technician, and he's got a little boy. Now, how does a, a, a baby, a four-year-old child wake up? Full of joys, full of energy, full of excitement. Well, <laughs> you know, they are bursting for the day. Well, I've got it on really good authority that every single human being was once a child. So I buy into, we have that, we have that ability for that joy and that excitement and that passion. Now, most adults wake up and I've got this um, as research and they may be slightly different at the time now, but most adults who woke up and then were going to work actually think to themselves, it just can't be that time. Five more minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So true. So, yeah. It's so true. So we've just given away a day of life. So mindset starts from waking up. And one of my favorite exercises, and I challenge every audience to do it for seven days, is when you wake up, you've got to start your energy well. So I wake up in the morning and I will not leave bed until I've thought of three things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean, Ellie, that I stay in bed until 11 a.m. Because, <laughs> you know, because I can't decide what three. I've got five minutes tops to think of three things I'm grateful for. And interestingly, I'm reading a beautiful book by Oprah Winfrey that she wrote 20 odd years ago. Uh, as I said, I'm fascinated by mind development and, and she's amazing on this and she said she will not get out of bed until she's thought of three things to be grateful for and I thought whoa I mean I'm in a great team here I'm in Oprah's team <laughs> yeah. so if it works then, for Oprah then yeah. it works for Oprah <laughs> I'm going to try it well I've done that for 25 years you try it you try it we can what's wrong is always available to focus on but so is what's right okay so we have a home. We might not want to be in it as much as we are, but we have a home. I spent 20 years working with homeless young women who've lived on the streets. So that's mm. a big gratitude. That's a mindset shifter. Uh, so that's number one. The other is an exercise that you would, you're running through in your mind while you're brushing your teeth or you're having a shower. You're thinking anyway. You might as well take control of your thinking. And the other is, I ask myself better questions. I don't focus on what's wrong. I say, what can I do today that brings more joy into Sharon's life? What can I do today where I can contribute? And that question 
gave me the idea of the Instagram stress busters because I asked myself, what can I do to contribute? I didn't say to myself, oh, my life's terrible. I was speaking at a conference in Sydney and there were 10,000 people there and it's cancelled. No point. The only person I'm going to make miserable is Sharon. So what I asked mm. myself was a better question. And this is in the book. This is the roadmap I'm talking about. We don't naturally do it. It's not our default. We have to train ourselves to do it. So I said, how can I contribute? I kept saying to myself, how can I contribute? How can I turn the book around? What can I do? And of course, I got the idea. If you ask better questions, you get better answers. And you know, it, it really does create a passion. And then I started something I felt very passionate about. What can I, who can I connect with today that will make me feel joyous? So I phone my sister every day and we've done that on FaceTime every day through lockdown. But who else can I reach? Another question I said to myself at the beginning was, who can I call today and make an impact on? And I am sorry, I'm not trying to sound like Miss World and I'm spreading joy, you know, what I want <laughs> to do in the world. But yeah. um, I'm really not. But I actually thought who actually might be on their own mm. or who might just need a phone call. And I've called one person a day and I've found that fascinating. I've, I've learned more about people. I've connected. I then phoned one person and she said, She'd seen me on stage many times and she said, you have to do video, Sharon, because I do many videos on Instagram. So when you connect with people, you get ideas. Ideas are energy. Mm. Energy changes mindset. Mindset, I knew I needed a purpose. And anybody who's struggling in lockdown, I guarantee if you find a new purpose, if you find a new purpose, you will come out of that anxiety quicker than anything I know. That new purpose is yours. It's not anybody else's. That might be you'll focus on nutrition. That might be that you will do 15 minutes of Pilates every day. You'll have a walk before you start work. You choose it. This is your life. But find a purpose and straight away your confidence will shoot up your self-worth will shoot up and you'll have a reason for getting out of bed with a better mindset. Mm. And that's powerful. So, yeah. So Sharon, I might say, well, that's all very well for you to say because you're Sharon Lowe, you're the success coach, you're you, you're full of energy and passion and confidence, or that's certainly how you come across. But other people might be much more negative in their personality. So what's the difference between someone who's more pessimistic and pessimistic and negative and someone more optimistic and full of energy? How can we shift from the negative to the positive? Okay, I think that is a tremendous question. And one of the things that I share with big audiences, if anybody here is looking at me on stage and thinking that you know, Sharon's a natural or she just wakes up like this. Absolute rubbish. You are setting yourself up to lose. Because the minute any of us, what does Oprah Winfrey do every morning? She focuses on gratitude before she gets out of bed. The minute that we look at anybody else and think that they get it easy, 
we gave away our superpower. And our superpower is this is up to us. So I really feel very strongly, you can hear that in my voice. Don't look at anybody else and think it's easy. Now, I'll share it as a, an example. I think the difference is, very simply, people who are optimists and people who are positive become that way by doing what I've just shared. Gratitude, what can I do today to be happy? Who can I connect with today? They program themselves to become happy. People who are miserable work just as hard at being miserable. So, you know, uh, I worked with somebody and we absolutely gave her this big title of Negative Nelly. She was unbelievable. But she delighted in negative news. She delighted in sharing that news. Did she start like that as a child? Of course she didn't. But what happened was she just simply formed a bad habit. And I've coach people to change from that bad habit in one hour, Ellie, one mm. hour. Because the only person who benefits from moving from negative to positive is who? You, the person. So the gain is so big. And first of all, it's recognizing that you've got in a negative default position. Two is accepting that you never see a negative child. I've never, ever seen a four-year-old get out of bed and actually look outside when it's raining and go, oh, can you believe the journey to nursery? <laughs> I can't believe. It's going to be terrible today. It's just, yeah, don't we? And I love that we're giggling. It's not how we made. So have a talk to yourself and get rid of that habit. And you get rid of that habit by changing your focus. You change your focus by forcing yourself to, you've got to stop a downhill roll of negativity. You've got to stop, you've got to put the brakes on. And that means you've got to change your focus. Gratitude changes focus quicker than anything I know. Then the meaning you give something will either make you an optimist or a pessimist. We are in a pandemic. I could not speak at conferences. I know another speaker who's gone into the most shocking spiral decline because all of his speaking engagements have been cancelled. Now, they're cancelled, Ellie. We can't get them back. Me crying or being miserable will not give me a room at the mm. Savoy with 800 people from the cosmetic industry. It's cancelled. So let's get over that quick. Now, I also, and this is very powerful, change the words. I realized that saying cancelled made me feel lousy. Change your word power. I moved it to postponed. Uh, I'll give you okay. an example. Someone said to me, I now have to work at home. And I said, at the moment. What a shift is that? The Savoy gig cancelled. No, 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 no. The Savoy gig is postponed. I've got a massive poster, it's six foot big, it had been printed with me speaking at the Savoy. I've taken a massive piece of paper and I've written postponed over it and I've stuck it on the poster. So postponed, positive, cancelled, negative. Stuck at home, negative. At the moment, I'm embracing being at home, positive. Who's the only person who benefits? And the minute I, I get that across, that's why I can change your mindset in one hour. And 
I know for many people listening to our podcast, it will change their mindset mm. and bring humor in. Uh, the other thing I think is we have to move. We have to keep moving to stay positive. So I want to throw this one in because inner voice, inner voice being the words you use, inner voice being what you say to yourself. And there's a saying, the most important things you'll ever say are the things you say to yourself. And the most important opinion you'll ever have is the one you have of yourself. So what did I do? I went straight into my book techniques. Day two of the pandemic, I went straight into journaling, getting a journal for gratitude, writing positive words instead of negative, looking at the reality of the situation, seeing how I could change it. And then I want to bring this in because it wouldn't be a solid podcast for us, Ellie, if I didn't share this. And what I'm going to share now, more people tell me that this shifts their mindset than anything else. And I always ask people, are you your own best friend? And it's a bit of an odd question, okay? Are you your own best friend? And then I'll move it into, how would you talk to your best friend? If your best friend phoned and was really struggling, and let's make this real, feeling at home, feeling restricted, feeling very anxious through the pandemic, this is your best friend. This is somebody that you love. And I ask audiences, put your hand up. Would you love and be kind to your best friend? 2,000 hands go up, Ellie. Mm. Would you nurture that friend? 2,000 hands go up. Would you support that friend and say, we all feel like this. We've got to find ways to, to navigate out. Would you say, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I have 2,000 hands. And then I go, whoa, 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 stop. Because it's now not your best friend. It's now you. You're the one going through this tough, challenging, emotional time. So now, are you talking to yourself like the best friend? And 2,000 hands there late will always go up and say no. Because what we do then, we become the critic. So we start to look in the mirror and say to ourselves, you know, for example, Sharon, pull yourself together. Well, that's not kind, is it? <laughs> that's not very kind. Or, you know, I don't know why you're not coping, Sharon. Everybody else seems to be coping way better than me. Well, why don't I just take a bat and start and hit myself on the head with it? You know, would you say to your best friend, the reason, the reason that you're not coping through the pandemic is because you're actually quite hopeless and you're not really very in control. You never speak to a best friend no. like that, ever. <laughs> so that, again, is a shift that you can make in one hour. Can I share this as well? I had one day and I woke up and I felt crippling fear. I, I really can't think of another word. I opened my eyes. I know why. And the news had come on quite late at night and I don't watch the news. I listen once and I don't have it on repeat. I haven't done that for 30 years. So 
and I was listening um, to some music. I won't say the name or she'll start playing. You know who I mean. It begins with A. And it went off music <laughs> onto news. And by the time I got it off, that piece of news had gone in my head. Now, for 30 years, I have not gone to bed listening to the news because that's a mind makeover roadmap mm. strategy. And I woke up, Ellie, and it was just overwhelming pandemic anxiety. And the difference between me and somebody else who hasn't got the mind makeover roadmap is this. I cannot tell you how kind I was to myself. I gave myself so much, so much self-love that day. I laid in bed and I thought, okay, I sat up and I thought, right, this is a very natural reaction, Sharon. This is something that's huge. And I said out loud, you're going to have to be extra, extra kind to yourself. Came downstairs. I always have a coffee. I make, I've got a great coffee machine. And again, I was so consciously aware of this incredible muscle that is my mind. It did not need coffee. Now, somebody who's not as alert on their mind as I am would have probably just added adrenaline. Do you see the difference? Mm. I'm, I'm on alert all the time of how to best take care of my mind. So I had a peppermint tea. I sat, I made some notes in my journal. I actually said to myself, I was home alone that day and I'd been alone for a week. And I said, this is very real. And th these feelings, you're going to be able to help people more in your work because you're feeling them. So the one thing I did was let's not push them away, Sharon. Let's embrace them. Let's understand them and let's sit in them. And then let's find a way of getting out of the anxiety. I'm not saying this in any way to impress. I'm saying it to impress upon our listener. I came out of high, high anxiety in one and a half hours. Mm. One and a half hours. And then I felt a level of self-confidence that was off the scale because I knew that if anxiety came back, and I can't control that, I'm living through a pandemic, if it came back, I knew that I could embrace it, understand it, say, thank you for giving me this highlight, but I'd like you to leave now <laughs> and come back. I meditated that day. I ate really well that day. I ate very clean. I ate very light. I had no caffeine. And that's the mind-body connection, which is where we started. The mind yeah. and body are connected. There's no point me doing every technique in my book and having three coffees. <laughs> uh, I, I trampoline every single day. I didn't trampoline. I did Brilliant. everything <laughs> to be... Yeah, I do, I do. That's another <laughs> question. I do. But I did everything to just slow me down, be kind, stay cosy, only do what was essential. I moved... You know, I moved a couple of things that I didn't have to do that day. I went out into fresh air. Literally, can you imagine going from high, high anxiety to self-worth, confidence, calm? I had so much love for myself in 90 minutes. I mean, that's pretty cool. Mm, mm, absolutely. It's amazing. And so my final question, really, and we've, we've touched on it, I think, but just to pull it all together. We obviously are in these completely 
challenging, unprecedented, unknown times. As we record this, we're coming out of lockdown. Things are opening up. Yeah. But in many ways, that throws up more um, uncertainties. I mean, I'm certainly feeling that. When it was lockdown, we knew what we were doing. We were locking down. But now it's, well, am I wearing a mask to the shop? Am I allowed to go back to the gym? Am I going to go back to the office? It's increasing the uncertainty, really. And you've obviously given some really good strategies for um, how we can deal with that. But specifically for this moment in time, what would you say to people? How and, and I guess, you know, I love this idea of being kind to yourself and taking time. And like you just said, doing what you you know is best for yourself in a day for your to be kind to yourself what if you can't do that if you've got to get on the tube if you've got to go to work you've got to go into the office how can you help yourself through all of those challenges okay again i think that's a tremendous question because many people felt they'd had the most anxiety in lockdown but actually for many anxiety is higher as you've just highlighted by our going back into this whole new world. And I would, I would say, use every single thing that I've already shared and mm. add this one thing. And this is the number one. And it's be in the moment. Because when we look at the bigger picture, and what's very interesting is when I'm working with global brands and, you know, we're looking at massive strategies and we're adding millions. We're always looking at this massive picture and this massive goal. And what I'm saying, Ellie, is do the absolute opposite <laughs> to that. And I'm certainly doing it for me and it's working very well. I'm only taking one day at a time. I'm aware of the bigger picture. Of course, I'm aware of it. I'm aware that I'm speaking at a conference to 10,000 people in the next couple of months and it will be done virtual. I'm aware of that. But all I am focusing on is what is in front of me now. And I've never been more in the moment than I have, Ellie, in the last five days. And I'm stating that because in the last five days, we started to move a little bit out. And I realized that my anxiety really had, it came back and I was, do I go to London? Do I not go to London? You and I talked about, do I come to London to the podcast? So I, again, was very highlighted by the shift in me. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to share this with, you know, the people that follow me as a stress bus, do I need to work it out? And it's worked beautifully. I focus on the day. I'm way more mindful. So I'll make it as an example. I used to live in Hendon. So, okay, I've got to go on the tube to go to work. I would look at that and think, I've made the decision to go into work. I've looked at the realistic, what I need to do to be safe in that situation. Hmm. I've chosen to do that. That's my decision. Or this is something I have to do because I want to achieve X and I need to be in the office. So straight away, you get a feeling of self-control because the reason I keep saying the word I've made the decision is I'm saying Sharon's in control. The minute I say I'm in control, my confidence is there. My self-worth is there. My, you know, I have to be in control. We have to be responsible for ourselves. Then realistically, what do I need to do to be safe with a mask, with a how I'm going to do the journey. And then I would use my imagination. And most people use their magnificent imagination totally for the wrong thing. And they use it for worry. 
What if somebody sits next to me who hasn't got a mask? What if this happens? What? And all we're doing is adding anxiety and panic. Stop. If you take charge of your best asset, your mind, you make sure you program it right. Should I get on the tube and there is somebody there that isn't taking the same precautions, I will move away. Straight away, I've got control back. Mm. So I would stay very present. If you stay present, you're controlling your environment. And then at the end of that day, you've got to say to yourself, I've done well today. I did my first trip today on a tube. I did my first going out to a department store, whatever it is. So stay present, be prepared, make yourself in a voice that says, I've chosen to do this. I've chosen to take the precautions. And the biggest part that is give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. So then the second time you do that, are you in the best mental shape yet? Yes, because you've controlled your imagination. You've controlled your thinking. You've controlled your inner voice. You've been kind to yourself. You've made a step for mankind, you being mankind. And you've also tested your resilience. And resilience is a muscle. We have to develop it. We have to develop confidence. We have to develop resilience. So I would say stay present, stay in the moment. And I'm a great believer in breathing and knowing how to breathe deeply. And, you know, five breaths in, hold for five, five out. If you're going to start it, three deep breaths in, let your tummy come out, hold, three out. I did my first trip that was quite big out with other people. And I consciously did my breathing all the way there. And I felt, I felt great. I felt in control. I kept in the moment. I kept aware of what I felt was safe. And I decided I was going to enjoy it. I miss people. I miss people. I miss human contact. I miss seeing someone and you and I are going to get together soon, Ellie. We're going to have a coffee <laughs> and we're both going to have fairy dust sprinkled on that because things we took for granted are now going to be extra magical. So let's not miss the great benefits that have come down from enforced time at home. You know, more kindness, more empathy with one another, more understanding of ourselves and be your own best friend. Be your own best friend. You are doing, I spoke at a virtual conference and there were 1,300 people on that conference. And I said, you are doing your best. Tell yourself, it's enough. It's enough. You're doing your best. And 1,300 beauty consultants started to applaud. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> and the joy is they were applauding themselves. Give yourself permission to say, I'm doing my best. You know, there are many women at the moment and men who are homeschooling, cooking, shopping, working from home, through a bedroom. We are under times that we've never had before. You are doing your best, 10 out of 10. And as yeah. my dad would say, pat yourself on the back, baby. Well done, you. Don't look at it wasn't the best meal in the world. It was a meal. You did it. You pulled it off. <laughs> and what you'll do is you get this whole, you, you've stopped that cycle of negativity and you're betting on yourself to be happy.
Yeah. Sharon, we're going to leave it there because that's such a brilliant end note to leave it on. I can't think of anything better. I love your advice. It's so practical. It's so doable. Um, I love the way you've broken it down to bite-sized bits of advice as well for now on the Instagram. Uh, so your Instagram, can you remind me what, what that is for, for the listeners? Oh, yeah, They can find you much. at Sharon Lowe. It's yeah. Sharon to ours, uh, Lowe with an E underscore, and you've got all the stress busters on there. And then the other area that we, we spoke of, Ellie, is if anybody wants to head over to my website because I've got a totally free download which is video so it's me sort of bringing what i'm saying here to life and that's the mindmakeover.co.uk so my new website which is purely i created within the pandemic um as i said it's a totally free download the mindmakeover.co.uk on the home page click and it's me talking to you uh by video saying these are some of the strategies for the mind and then the Instagram is Sharon Lowe underscore. But Brilliant. I, we are ending it on just today. Be your own best friend. Absolutely. And then tomorrow. And then the day after <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sharon. And obviously, there's the book as well. People that want to buy that, that's on Amazon, right? So the Mind it Makeover is. for the people that want the full book. Thank you. I'm going to go to the website myself later on today. Loads of really brilliant advice. Ethel. So thank you for sharing with us today, Sharon. Have a it's great day. Yeah. Thank and we'll you. see and you soon, hopefully in real life next time. Yeah. We will see you in real life. And, and for me, the <laughs> gratitude of being asked to do this, really thank you, because it's been a joy. And, and together, Ellie, we've shared some positivity. So, you know, many thanks oh, for that and the opportunity. Yeah. Okay, much love. Fab. Thanks, Sharon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. That was episode 16 of Healthy Debates. If you liked what you heard, remember you can pick up the latest edition of Healthy magazine in your local Holland & Barrett store and on their website, hollandandbarrett.com. Or for more great content, head on over to healthy-magazine.co.uk. And you can find out more about Sharon's book, The Mind Makeover, at themindmakeover.co.uk, where you can also take her free online course. And please feel free to subscribe to our regular podcasts on your podcast app, and do give us a rating. That was episode 16 of the Healthy Debates podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.